So how can you see soft plaque? One of the questions I get on social media almost every single day is, Dr. Aloe, how can I see soft plaque? You're saying that a calcium scan only shows calcium scores that are old and calcified. So when you do a calcium score, you are actually looking at old and calcified plaque. Plaque in your arteries first starts out as LDL particles infiltrating through a pressure gradient or a like concentration gradient through your arterial wall, goes through the intima layer, gets into the media, they aggregate, they dump cholesterol, this is attacked by reactive oxygen species, macrophages and immune cells come to uh, attack those or eat them up or try to clear them, but they can't. And then all of the cholesterol gets dumped in the macrophages or they eat up too much cholesterol and the macrophages form foam cells and so on and so forth. You end up with a vulnerable plaque. Then it becomes a fibrous plaque where there's a fibrous cover or coating on the plaque to kind of keep it in the arterial wall. Then as time goes on, the cholesterol inside there crystallizes. It's necrotic, meaning it kills the tissue in there. And as it dies off and gets eaten up by more and more, you know, immune cells and the interior intimal lining and media lining, it eventually um, down the road. And we are talking like many, many decades later, it eventually calcifies. Now, is there anything you can do to speed this up? Yeah, absolutely. If you're insulin resistant, you're a smoker, you have high blood pressure, you have overall high inflammation, like these people with lupus, um, autoimmune disease, psoriasis, things like that, um, that all raises your uh, destruction of the inside of your arteries and that accelerates it so people have plaque um, especially calcified plaque they go and get this calcium scan they're like oh my god you know my calcium scan is zero i'm good i'm out of the woodwork no you're not um, and we'll get to that later but if you do have calcium they come in they say well my calcium score is eight or 46 or 100 or whatever then you have plaque that means it's been there for decades and that means you are creating uh, putting you're laying down plaque. Basically, that's a really bad thing. And not only that, it's been there forever. Now it's calcifying. Um, calcium in the plaque starts in the outside, in the outer walls um, of your lumen. It doesn't always encroach on the lumen. It starts in the arterial walls and then eventually gets into the lumen. So a lot of times people are like, well, they did a uh, CT angiogram on me or did a cardiac catheterization on me, like an angiocath. And, you know, they said my lumen is open. The arteries are open. Well, yeah, we're seeing inside the tube we're not seeing the walls surrounding the tube. Imagine a plastic straw, but it's made out of muscle. When you inject dye through the straw, like where the pop would go or the, you know, the, the liquid would go where you're, you know, drinking, where that liquid goes is still wide open. It's not an issue. However, if you, uh, if you look at the outer tissue, let's say it's surrounded by, surrounded by muscle, that's where the plaque starts out and it doesn't encroach on the lumen um, till the very, very end or very, very advanced disease. So a lot of people think that having um, calcium of zero is fine, but it's not. And we'll get to those studies. Um, but that's what I want people to understand. I want you to understand that um, just because you have a calcium of zero does not mean you are plaque-free. And you'll see why. But also I want people to know that having a positive calcium score is also horrible. Now that we know you have calcium, um, we have to get your LDL cholesterol down to as close to 40 or 50 as possible. Um, that's the problem. Um, we know now based on certain studies that a calcium score of over 300 means you've already, we have to treat you as if you've already had a coronary artery 
uh, or cardiovascular event. Somebody who's already had a heart attack or stroke, we call that secondary prevention. We want to prevent a second heart attack and stroke. Now we are uh, of the impression or of the um, understanding that somebody with a calcium score of 300, even if they've never had a heart attack or stroke, we have to treat them as if they did. We have to be super aggressive and get their LDL cholesterols down. Now, I always tell people the upper limit of normal for LDL cholesterol for everyone, is, and, and these are young people who have no disease, never had anything, is 100. So pretty much everyone, all comers need to be under 100. If you've had a heart attack or stroke, um, then you have to be under 55. If you just have high risk factors, but have never had a heart attack or stroke, like let's say you're diabetic, hypertensive, obese, and we know you're like a ticking time bomb and you'll soon have a heart attack. We don't want to wait. We would like to get you under 70. If you're having multiple heart attacks and strokes, then those are the people that we want them, uh, under 40. Um, and those are kind of the way that lipidologists and cardiologists approach this now. Um, so back to the study. So here's the thing. People ask me, well, you know, what study should I get to know if I have plaque? Here's the, this is a really good question. I have been inundated in my message groups and on social media by people asking this very question. So then if you don't want me to do a calcium score, you know, what, what can I do to know if I have plaque? What can I do? How do I know if I have plaque? So this is really simple. The pre- the uh, prevention of early subclinical atherosclerosis study, the PISA, P-E-S-A trial, and the CARDIA trials, um, but let's start with PISA, PISA. Um, they wanted to answer this exact question. What if we took a whole bunch of young, pe young people, median age about 40, no CAC, no obesity, nothing, and we wanted to figure out if they have plaque or not. So they imaged six different vascular beds, the carotids, the coronaries, the aorta, um, femoral, you know, whatever. They picked a lot of different beds and they, and they measured them with imaging that's very, very fancy imaging that is not available to everyday folks. They did cardiac MRI, inspect an IVIS, which is intravascular ultrasound, 3D MRI, something reconstruction. I don't know. They did a bunch of stuff in addition to the usual, just basic ultrasound and what have you. And they found that 45% uh, of people with a normal LDL had soft plaque. These are people with the LDL of 110. When they went to 130, which was the previous upper limit of normal, if you were 130, we called you normal in the past. If it was 130, they had 54% of people um, had soft plaque. And then if you went up to 160, it was about 70% of people that had soft plaque. Now, the interesting thing is if you had plaque in one arterial bed, 60%, 63% of people had it in more than one bed. So uh, of those people that had plaque, 63% of them had it in more than one arterial bed. So if you had it in your carotids, you also had it in your legs, also had it in your kidneys, also had it in your heart, whatever. Um, so that's kind of um, the problem. The CARDIA trial um, was a study of um, 5,100 men, young men, ages 18 and up, all the way up to about 36. Some of them went more, but they just followed them out for years. And these were also young, lean, super healthy. They found that the LDL cholesterol predicted time to first event. If you had a higher LDL, your time to first event was 10 years sooner than those who didn't. If you had a very, very low LDL, um, then your time to first event was actually a negative number. It would be like negative 10 years. It was 10 years um, way delayed past your cohorts that had higher LDL cholesterol. So those are two studies that um, kind of show that. So these friends of mine keep posting these images on the clearly uh, uh, images. There's this new heart scan called clearly spelled C-L-E-E-R-L-Y, clearly with two E's in it. 
And they're like, oh my God, look at these images. I did this scan. It only cost me a hundred bucks or 200 bucks or whatever it was. And they pay for it out of pocket because no insurance is going to pay for that. We could order a CCTA, a coronary uh, CAT scan or coronary CT angiogram, um, which your insurance can cover. Any cardiologist could probably get that covered for you if we wanted to, but clearly is not covered. So you'd have to pay for that out of pocket. It's kind of cool imaging. It provides the same kind of information, maybe just slightly better detail. But at the end of the day, all of these things, including a cardiac catheterization, are only looking at the lumen, which is the inside diameter of the tube of where the uh, blood flows. They cannot see into the arterial wall unless we do something called IVIS or intravascular ultrasound, where we do a cardiac cath and stick actual wires and cameras and probes down each coronary artery, which carries a ton of risk, then we have no way of really seeing into the arterial walls. So I just wanted that uh, to be clear so that people... Uh, understand what it means and how we can actually really see inside your arterial walls, which we really can. So people ask me, well, you know, what happens if I do a, you know, I heard, I had a friend who did a cardiac cath. They told him everything was clean. And then 10 minutes later, he had a massive heart attack and died. Yes, that's possible. You could have a stress test. You could have a cardiac catheterization, all of that. We look inside your lumen, tell you it looks normal. It's clean, but we cannot see the soft plaque that is inside the arterial walls. It is the soft plaque that will rupture, and it is the soft plaque that causes the majority of heart attacks. When soft plaque ruptures, that's what causes the majority of heart attacks. The interesting thing is when we actually put people on statin and lipid-lowering therapy, you know, any lipid-lowering therapy, um, their calcium score actually goes up. The fibrous, vulnerable plaque or the soft plaque that you have there um, that's all inflamed and mangled and messed up will actually... Um, go will actually increase. You'll actually have an increase in calcium scores. Even exercise causes a slight increase in calcium scores. And this is protective. People say, well, why would you want to exercise or take stents? It increases your calcium score. No, it's protective. Calcium does not rupture. So imagine if you took a jelly donut, right? Um, a jelly donut is a soft plaque. You take this jelly donut and you squeeze it, the jelly oozes out of that hole, it ruptures. Or if you grab it in your hand and just smash the whole thing, the, the plaque the jelly from inside just ruptures. That is what happens with a soft plaque when it ruptures. All this inflammatory milieu and goo shoots out of it. Um, if you take that jelly donut and dip it in a bucket of concrete and let it harden overnight, now it's calcified, you can squeeze it all you want. That junk inside, the jelly, is not coming out. So that is um, how another way to kind of explain this and make sense. The Vulnerable soft plaque is like a jelly donut. It ruptures and explodes, releases all the jelly, plugs up the artery downstream, and then you have a massive heart attack. If we calcify that, whether it's with lipid-lowering therapy, exercise, any other modality, those are kind of the two main ones, mainly lipid-lowering therapy, um, then they calcify, they become more protected. Um, all of this is in my new uh, cholesterol book. You're welcome to check it out. It's almost done. We're sitting at about... Um, I don't know, four, almost 400 pages and almost 80,000 um, words. Um, so uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a lot of fun. You can go to dralnet slash cholesterol to sign up to be the first to know when that book is coming out and to get um, all the amazing uh, bonuses that will come with it. You'll get a preview as well with all the colors and pictures and amazingness. Plus, I'm going to send you my um, ultimate lipid guide so that you kind of understand where lipids go and where they come from and whatnot. But anyways, so that's kind of where I stand on imaging and calcium scores and all of that. 
Um, hopefully this helps. If it does, please share this with someone else. And I think um, they will benefit from it. So that's all for today. Drop some questions below or send them to me on some of my social profiles, which are also linked in the description. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing and hearing from you guys. I don't run any ads on this. Please just like, drop some stars and some comments and people hopefully will learn more about this. Take care.